think designer has not evolved in the last 25 years. So that's maybe where I'm, I'm kind of disrupting everything that people are. So I'm coming into a project and I'm saying, yeah, but have you taught about how you're working right now? And have you tried to figure out what's the biggest hurdle you have in a day? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Whisker Talks, the veterinary marketing podcast. I'm Adam Greenbaum, CEO and founder of Whisker Cloud. Today, I have Maria Lard from Planimal. How are you? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me, Adam. Thank you for not laughing too hard when I messed up the first intro. There, now it's out there. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed laughed a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I'm great. Uh, How about you? How are you? I'm good. It's uh, it's a Friday. There's a holiday coming up. And uh, I'm so excited to chat with you. I reached out to you a long time ago because you're working with Cody Creelman on building FenVets and you're the architect behind it. And, and I just thought, to be honest, sorry, everyone out there, I thought I have too many freaking veterinary people on this podcast. We need to have some outsiders. I'm an outsider. I didn't go to vet school. I didn't work with vets before this. I, I had a rescue where we worked with vets. But in reality, you know, I think if we have the same veterinarians that are on every podcast who I love them all, we're going to run into the we're going to get the same messages. So having you on is great. You're not from vet med. You don't even own a freaking pet. No, I don't own a pet. Actually, I do love pets. And actually, I've been in an industry not, I'm always, it's a weird thing not owning a pet. I would have a yellow lab if I could, but I have small children. So for now, it's it's enough for me. But I'm always saying that I'm there to help the vet uh, have a better use of their environment and not to care of the pet. They are there to care take care of, of the pet. So it's it's quite... You know, it's a different way to approach vet hospital design. So we've known like most of the the biggest names in the industry for a long time. So when I'm coming with this approach and saying, yeah, but I'm here to support you and helping you get better environment to do better medicine. So I'm helping the pet at the end. So I'm kind of, I feel that I'm doing something different. <laughs> I'm making a small change in the industry, but not owning a pet personally. Yes, that's weird. <laughs> I'm weird. <laughs> I agree. Anyone without a pet is weird. Oh, yeah, anyone, but in my opinion, anyone without Boston Terriers is weird. So whatever. <laughs> I do have small kids and it's enough for me for now. I do own a, a, yeah, we have a bird. So yeah, it's not a dog or a cat, but we have a small, small bird. So <laughs> You know. That counts. We're counting it. Here at Whisker Talks, it's counted. <laughs> well, I ask everyone when they come on, I ask them their veterinary origin story. I'm not originally from vet med. You know, my veterinary origin story is running a dog rescue, working with vets around the country and around the world and falling in love with the industry and wanting to build something for them. You have in a really hilarious introduction to vet med. So tell everyone your origin story, your superhero veterinary origin story. <laughs> and I'm giggling as I ask because it's very funny. Yeah, so I've been introduced by pure chance. So I'm coming from part of the world that is mostly speaking French. So I'm French Canadian, so I don't hide for it. So yes, sometimes some people tell me I have an accent. So I'm from coming from Eastern Canada. 
and most people we speak French, but at some point I was I was just fresh out of school. So our, our school is quite long. It's quite it's similar to a vet school. So we have technical degree, we have a bachelor and then master. So I was just fresh out of school. And then at some point I was sitting at my boss's office one day and uh, he got a call from a former client that was a vet. And so they built an hospital like 25 years ago. And this vet asked my boss at the time, so we are putting together kind of a, a big project. So do you have someone that speak English? Because we have hired a very high name vet specific uh, architect from the States and he's coming in, he's flying in. So do you have someone speaking that speaks English that could assist to this meeting and help with with the stamp and seal drawing in Quebec, like in my local town. So my boss just looked at the other side of the the, the desk and he says, do you speak English? And I said, yes, I, because I my parents, it was very important for my parents at the time that it was bilingual. So I said, yes, yes, I can go. So there I am, fresh out of school, sitting at that big meeting with this architect that everybody talks and rave about and I was like okay this is interesting so we do this meeting and then I'm a very intuitive architect so I did my master on how people relate to their environment so flow for me and like how we perceive the space and how we work and we we move throughout the space is something that I've I put my my I, I did my whole thesis on so I was looking at that and I kind of understood quite fast that the flow and the, uh, how we work and we move in the clinic is really important. And just to mention that this project, it was not like a small clinic project, like, you know, for exam room, you know, treatment area. It was a specialty center, a referral and specialty center. So I've started my career designing the biggest hospital ever. <laughs> so we did a few meetings with this architect and I ended up replacing it as a lead architect on the project because I was having better solution and I was kind of creating a new way to approach the, the problem. So for me, there's not problems. They're just solution. We just need to turn the, pro the, the, the problem around where, until we find the, the solution. So when we did approach this project, there was like a few, you know, big referral centers. So there's a few departments and every department wants bigger space. And so it was for me, it was to create that flow and that. So when we kind of got this flow going, they said, yeah, we don't need that architect anymore. So the, he's, he's, yeah, it was kind of said, we don't need your services anymore. Murray is going to do the project. So my first ever project was a specialty in referral. And then I, I, I did this one and then I did another just by word of mouth, another, another, another. And it got me to do, I, I said, after I had my first kid, I said, okay, I think I'm going to do, you know, just a few hospital per year. I'm going to stay quiet and not just to have a living for myself. And then it grew bigger than me. <laughs> so <laughs> I started having people reaching out. I want help. Um, I'm always, you know, um, I can't say no to a vet. It's really hard for me because I, I care about the vet in their environment. So Story of my life, sister. <laughs> I know we're the same. Um, so I ended up creating a company that do only vet cl vet design uh, clinics. So yes, I was very fortunate, and that's what how I came up to be a vet specific architect. And I've I've been doing that for the last ten years, never regretted it. And yeah, I'm really proud of every hospital that we do, even the small, the large. Anyway, it's the people that are behind those projects that I I really care about. 
I love that. And I love that, you know, everyone else that's ever been on this podcast, I say, what's your origin story? And they're like, I was six and I was part of 4-H and I was able to help an animal and it touched my heart. And you're just like, someone looked across the desk and said, do you speak English? (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) I know sometimes I have to pinch myself, but I'm really fortunate to be able to have that opportunity. But it was, I think it was, I was predestined to, to do that. I don't know why. It's kind of... I mean, no, I mean, I agree with you. Like I was meant to be in the vet med industry and, and, and actually the whisker cloud five-year anniversary is coming up. And, and I, I know it's crazy. And, and I just it's amazing. Literally, literally an hour ago, by the time this podcast goes live, it, our, 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 the whisker cloud five-year anniversary is June 1st, 2021. By the time this episode is live, we will have already passed that, but there is a letter going out to all of our customers that I wrote that I was told some by some employees, it was very strong and emotional. And, you know, I just talked about, you know, I, I wanted to help animals and I wanted to help the people that help animals. And, and I, you know, no matter how we, uh, you or I or anyone gets here, we're here and it's our job to take things up a notch. And, and really like, you know, looking at your website, planimal.ca, a, I think we could, Whisker Cloud should, could really yeah, build something cool. That's another conversation. I but that's I was like, another- <laughs> I was like, man, th- and I, I showed this to the head of our web design and she's like, I have 5 million ideas for this site. <laughs> and I was like, I have 7 million. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, it's it, looking at the hospitals you build. I mean, I, I just want to jump right in and talk about this because I'm from Las Vegas and Las Vegas, everything on earth is a strip mall. Vegas is a really weird town because like you go to the grocery store and there's casinos, you go to get gas and there's casinos, you go to the movie and there's casinos, you go, you know, and then anywhere you want to go, you want to go see your dentist, they're in a strip mall. You want to go to the chiropractor, they're in a strip mall. You want to go to the vet, they're in a strip mall. You got some outliers and, and we have some customers and my former vet in Vegas actually have big, beautiful hospitals, but you know, it's, there's a lot of strip malls and, and now I'm out in California and there's a lot of strip mall vets too. So I asked a question to Phil Zeltzman, who's a brilliant vet. And I asked him, is it worth it to invest in a nicer animal hospital? Like to really take it up a notch. And he was kind of on the fence with yes or no. Now for me, I think the answer is a million percent yes. Every time. Why wouldn't you want to create that environment? Why wouldn't you want it to be comfortable? And I don't mean just for the clients and patients, I mean, for your team, don't they want to go to a nice hospital? So when people come to you and is there a part of the process where they're like, well, I'm not sure. And, or are they, by the time they've come to you, are they like, Hey, make me something, make me the Apple store of vet hospitals. How does that usually go? I cannot do FenVet all the time. And it's, it's weird because Cody was, was joking, was like, I'm so sad you did your best clinic at such a young age. <laughs> he told me that the other day and was like, mm, just watch me. But still, um, the thing is that I do, I do like, you know, it's, it's like every company on our website, we have the best of the best. So I do, I would say that I, I do clinic projects that are not, that are more classic and more standard looking. I always try to find what's the differentiator, but for me, when I take on a project, it's it's the people behind it. Like I've I've turned on project when people don't have this passion for it or they're caring. Like for me, caring about your team, I'm going to care about you and helping you design something that 
maybe we don't we're not going to spend like a crazy amount of money but there are going to be some differentiator into the clinic even if it's not looking because the look it's it's one thing so it's always depend on what's the brand or what's the image you want to forecast so depending on the region some some vets say you know i'm in a low-income neighborhood i cannot have this reception area looks like it's it's going to cause the client like too much for their exam so we need to keep it very low but at the same time yeah there's 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 some market that we need to kind of adapt the design the design could still be beautiful and the flow could be great but i think behind the design it's the flow and how the clinic is laid out that is the most important because the the type of tile you're going to put on the floor you know, it's one thing, but it's most important. The clinic design has not evolved in the last 25 years. So that's maybe where I'm, I'm kind of disrupting everything that people are. So I'm coming into a project and I'm saying, yeah, but have you taught about how you're working right now? And have you tried to figure out what's the biggest hurdle you have in a day? Oh, but this is too far. So then we're going to bring it closer. Like, or this, this. so people are bringing example and I'm trying, find, I'm finding easy solution for them and they are always like like oh my god this is amazing but i've just one weird thing sorry i'm i'm i feel like i'm 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 everywhere but one thing that i'm doing i'm merely translating what people are telling me so i think i have the best job in the world because i'm i can be everything i can be a vet tech i can be a a vet i can be a, a client care specialist because when i'm listening to them I'm learning what they're doing and I'm merely translating it in a space. So for example, when we started designing FenVet, so I was listening to still a big part of my job is to listen to the client and Cody's vision, it was really, really clear and he wanted to have this and that, but I merely took his vision and created FenVet. I have other clinic. I have a new build right now that the client wanted to have you know, a more traditional approach, but it's still going to look beautiful, but it's going to support our staff and their way of, of we're just going to upgrade and bring her to 2021, 2022, whatever, when the, the clinic is going to be built, finished building. But yeah, I'm mostly a translator and I need to have the people that have a vision. So your vision is like, for me, it's like the, the, the is the thing I need. Like if you have a vision, a clear vision of where you're heading with your clinic, I can do miracle with it. Okay, I have like three follow-up questions, but I have one that that directly relates to Whisker Cloud. So let's say, so they're giving you their vision and they ask for something that just is really bad. Where do you stand on that? Do you say to them, that's a bad idea or do you just do it? Most of the time I wouldn't... I need to connect with like I don't I don't want to find um, I don't want to sound like elitist or something, but for me having a relationship with the client because we're going to be a, with this building a clinic takes a, a, close to a year, okay? So it's really important, and we're going to have highs and low, and it's going to be having tough conversation because we're doing architecture drawing, but we're also doing project management for most of my projects. So we're doing not just the drawing, we're doing, I'm project managing your project. So you're giving me your money and I'm going to make sure that you have an hospital in the end. So that's a different approach than maybe other firms. So while I'm doing that, I we need to have a good relationship. And for me, it's really, the fit is really important. Like one of the questions I'm always like kind of joking and asking at the same time when I meet with a client the first time is that, do you want to be my friend? 
Like, because for me, if we have that close and I'm going to call them back the year after, how is it going? Is that what we've created? Is it working properly? So for me, it's always consent improvement. I want to know, I'm, I was calling Cody the other week and I was like, how is the exam room going? How is the soundproofing? And, you know, it's for me, it's, it's to get feedback on the project, but it's really important to have that fit. So yes, I've turned down project when people, not that they don't have a great vision, but the how can I say that? Like the, the motivation behind the project may be not aligned with the core value that me and my team want to push forward in the vet industry. So yes, you could have a very classic project. I'm not looking for all fan vet project. Like we cannot have like 20 or 40 fan vet in a, in a year. I do have some, nor I, I'm putting air quotes here. You don't see me guys, but <laughs> like, it's not all, I have a bunch and most of my work is like, like strip mall clinic, but we, we do try to do something different in a way that we're approaching, like supporting the staff, supporting the uh, clinic owner in a way that they are going to make this hospital work. Does that answer? No, that's, and, and the funny thing is like, as you just said, strip mall clinic, I, you said it and I thought, oh, that sounded weird. And then I was like, oh shit, I said that four times, <laughs> damn it. But I was like, well, and again, like, it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, there's hospitals on the, well, there's hospitals everywhere that are like these like cathedrals and you, and you know, you see FenVet, it's like, it is the modern, amazing, I mean, there's freaking neon signs and shit. Come on. That's, that's crazy stuff. But and again, it's not for everyone, which is totally fine. But, you know, you made a comment and and it and it really resonated with me saying, you know, like, hey, we can't have the counter. We can't have the tile looking nice because this is a low income area that just floors me. And and we've built websites for people and they've said to us, ah, this looks too nice. It's going to throw off some of our people. And I'm always like, shut up. That's insane. <laughs> like, do you think like, does like, you know, if you have, you know, there's the McDonald's of the world. Do you think they are like, Oh, here's your burger. And we, and we, and we punched it. So the bun, or we ripped the bun. So it looked gross. Cause it's cheap. Cause <laughs> God forbid it looked tasty. No. We would, we, we know you'd expect more, but yeah, I mean, that's just really interesting because I think, and I'm going to try to see if this makes sense with you. I believe that a website is a living, breathing thing. And I've always felt that way. There are websites that I really enjoy being on. And when we build websites, we've launched a couple this week. And, you know, even the FenVet website, we're still in like a soft launch mode as he's getting like pictures and videos and stuff. But I like websites where you're almost like you hover over things and there's animation. It's like an interactive thing. It's it's almost fun to use them. And I, and I know a lot of people, I'm just a big nerd, so a lot of people might not agree with that. But I also believe that there's a natural flow to veterinary hospitals that that should be there both for the customer and, you know, and for the team. And guess what? If you can have an amazingly beautiful hospital and get them with, you know, some low cost, you know, and, and still offer affordable pricing where they don't feel intimidated, that's really great. And like I said, you know, I think the reception team, the, the, the front of the house team, they don't want to sit somewhere where it's ugly and dark and and gross. I mean, they want everyone wants to be able to breathe. They want to be able to live. So, but sometimes you have to deal with what's what's there. So sometimes I have people coming back with you know a building that they they own or things. So it, it's it's um, so that's why. So I did a three um, a three three tier. Um, classes that you, you know the first one was finding your vision so for me it's like if you have a poor environment but you have a strong vision you could do like even fenvet is not in a location that is like oh my god this is the best it's in the strip mall actually fenvet is in a strip mall so 
it doesn't look like this because we did something different in the interior. So yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just the vision behind it. Like it's really important for me that what's the purpose of your project? What's the what's the goal behind it? And most of the time, people like so many that come to me and saying, "Oh, Marie, I just want to do this." It's always small. Like I'm expanding. I'm using. I'm adding a thousand, two thousand square feet to a, like for a strip mall clinic. And at the end of the day, I'm asking them like. Do you think that your existing clinic can support and the flow can support an expansion? So we end up gutting the place out and redoing it. Sometimes we need to we need to change the mentality in the vet industry that you can do small things. At some point after 25 years, your clinic do need to be redone. I know it's a lot of money and it's a big investment, but sometimes you're, you you <laughs> the vet are the best to build from inside, you know? So once they start not having enough space, so they are start repurposing the, the the staff room, they are going to create an exam or in a nook that you, you, you know, they are a very creative person. But when they approach me in an, with an expansion or we relocate, like, you know, we need to rethink the whole thing because you've been working in a such confined environment for so long that it's going to change. I have a clinic right now that I'm working on. They're, they're, Starting like right now, they're working on two thousand square feet, and they're expanding to eight thousand. So wow. let me let me say that just the walking from one point of the clinic to the other, like they're used to having everything around them like very close. Like the reception person, just you know, she's 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 literally pulling back with her chair. Hey, can I talk to this vet or this vet? She's not going to be able to do that because the clinic is like I don't know how many. It's it's a freaking it's a re- rectangle that is really 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 long. So for example. It's a big endeavor and it's a big adventure to expand or to renovate or build new. And we need to, I don't know, we need to take time to reflect where we're heading with this boat. And you know, it's funny. It's like even hearing you say that. It's like I, my wife and I, because we've just been like trapped in our home due to COVID, we renovated our kitchen completely. That was that was a headache. It took well, a it took us seven eight months to even get to the point where we were ready. And then I like I I literally we we picked like white granite countertops with like veining. And then I spent like I don't know three weeks really losing my mind over the thickness of the veining. So I can't imagine how it goes for you. But <laughs> I was like, Cody, it was very the stressed. color scheme for Fenvet. I lost sleep, and we had we had a trouble on on Fenvet over Christmas. It was Christmas, and the age white guy. They installed the HVAC, the the conduit in the the front reception, like too low, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is not okay." I was like losing sleep over it. So sometimes <laughs> it, I do get your point, and sometimes it seems like not important, but I'm like, "No, no, but you don't understand. This is really there's core." When I do, I feel like we're everywhere in this conversation. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's um, why I love it. <laughs> I'm Canadian, so I've said sorry once <laughs> already. <laughs> I'm going to be sorry for everything. Like, oh, whoa, poverty. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, so sometimes in a clinic, when we do design a clinic, we have some kind of um, very important thing like the color scheme or some material. So sometimes I'm, yes, I'm kind of adamant saying, okay, this needs to be perfect. And sometimes people don't understand up until the time that we opened the clinic and say, okay, that you were right. You, we needed to do this and that because it was so important. But 
No, it's it's like I said, that's really interesting because we go through the same thing here with vet, you know, and they come to us and they say, I don't know anything about websites. Can you help? And then they have our team do it. And then they say, change that, do that, get rid of that page. And we're like, well, that page is like pretty structurally important for your website. <laughs> no, it's OK. I don't want to click there. Well, you don't want to click there. Good thing I'm not trying to sell you on your services. Your customers might want to click there and learn a little something. So, yeah. And do you ever run into that where you have to remind them that? you know, A, we want this to be your vision, you own this business, but B, it's really about what's going to work best for your customers, not you specifically, or does that, does that come up? I would say no, not, not really. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe because our approach is different. So when we're starting a project, I'm going to listen to the vision. So we have a brainstorming session and I'm going to say, okay, give me your wish list. And I'm, I'm seeing that the first step that when we do a design and that's why it takes time. Okay. So we need to take time. And sometimes the design need to sit for, you know, a few, uh, a, a few weeks or a few days just to let it sit like your, your countertop, you know, selection, it needs to kind of, oh God. you need to reflect on it. So the first time, the first thing that we do is that I'm, I'm asking my clients, like, can you do me the, the, your, your dream hospital? Just don't leave anything out. Because for me, if you leave it out, I cannot try to put it into the design. Like if your dream is to have, I have one client that is asking, was asking me like, can I have an office with a small bat? She's a runner or she's doing like, she's coming to work running or something so she can i have a small bathroom with a shower linked to my office and i was like yeah why not you know if you if you leave those things out or another client that was saying that oh i would really want to have you know a staff room that is you know this as this or this feature if you don't put that on your wish list i cannot try to put it there i'm again i'm translating your vision into your dream hospital. So when we do have this this initial brainstorm, I'm I'm always coming up with two initial layout. Okay, for me, there's not one solution. I've I'm always coming. Even sometimes it's one, sometimes it's three, but it's at least two, um, so that we can compare the flow, how we're kind of brainstorming on it. Or if I'm not, you know, it's always the first choice so we're making the decision together and it's not like i'm imposing you something so while we're reviewing the layout and the flow i'm listening to you and i'm listening to your concern and i'm listening to what you have to say about it but most of the client like again i think i mentioned it earlier but the the vet industry has not changed for the last i don't know 25 years 20 years that is shocking information yeah so we always talk with the same you have the reception, the, you have dogs, so you know, a reception exam room, we call it the wall of exam room. So it's like a big wall that you, no one, like with FinVet, Cody's vision was like, I don't want to have the wall of exam room. I want my people, my, my staff to be seen. I want to empower my staff. So when I'm listening to this, I'm like, okay, we need a window in the treatment area. So if I'm, I'm, I'm placing boxes in my head toward that final layout. So when I'm listening to my client, for me, I, I'm creating opportunities for their vision to take place. So like for, you know, it, and it can be small, like just the way that we're entering the exam room, you know, we are coming back to one door exam room instead of two door. We've had two doors exam room like forever, but then with a very nice layout, we can have one door exam room and have space to do things that we, you know, bigger staff room, for example, so yeah, I just need to be open. So people are re- like, surely my clients, they want to know what others are doing. 
they want to know what's the best of the best. Uh, or they're coming with other examples, like from FinVets. These days, I'm, I have people bringing FinVet a lot. But like they want to understand the rational behind other clinics. So they're coming up with drawings from other clinics. But they, they want to learn how to be different too, but or how to support their staff better. Uh, I think that the staff part is what I think is the most because with COVID in the last year, you know, we, it's 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 just brought up to the attention of everyone that people are exhausted and the, the work environment is really harsh. I think the vet industry is one of the the industries is tired and we are missing a vet and tech and 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 staff issues are what's the, the most concerning for most of the clinic. So, you know, when I'm just bringing them, you were going to have, this is going to be easier on your life because we're doing this, this and that. They're just like, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, I love that. Have you ever watched, and I don't know if they have this in Canada. Have you ever watched the show House, Dr. House? Yeah, I'm not a big TV person, so. <laughs> so, and I'm picturing the hospital. The hospital in that show is just truly incredible. And it's, and, and by the way, while you were talking, I was thinking about that. And I just quickly Googled, it's not a real hospital, it's a set. Because I was going to say, if Princeton Plainsboro Hospital from Dr. House show is real, that would have been a great idea for vets. But it's not. So, it's a moot point. But yeah. In, you know what's interesting too? It was like I'm not I'm a pretty smart guy and I'm a really big detail oriented guy. And I'm curious to know because I know nothing about construction, literally zero. Hey, that's my job. <laughs> yeah, well that's your but I'll, I'll tell you what was funny. When we were so when we when we were changing our counters, I was struggling with one big thing and I really I was like losing my mind over it. So we had bought we had bought a much larger sink. A much larger sink and and we bought this gigantic garbage disposal where i joke like i want to be able to put like anything down there not like not like weird creepy like people <laughs> body parts like the show dexter but like you know like any you know like okay we're wiping our plates down we're good so i will tell you where i struggled and like my wife and father a lot that i was crazy so i said okay everyone I'm going to say this out loud and I need you to explain it. So we had, we maybe had like six different companies come because we, we did our kitchen, we did our bathrooms, but I said, so we're going to remove the old sink. We're going to remove the counters. There is a there. And I'm going to talk in layman's terms. Cause I don't know. There is a square, there is a hole where my sink goes and the garbage disposal comes down and there's area under the sink. So the sink currently sits in a spot where it starts three inches from the piece of stone on the counter from where I'm standing. The sink starts three inches from there. And then there's like a specific amount of information or uh, space between the sink and the wall. And anyway, so I was like really struggling with this aspect of the sink is bigger. How will they know how to cut the new countertops? And more importantly, what if they're off by a tenth of an inch and then the sink doesn't fit? So like the first three companies that came over, you know, they're looking there and and they must have thought, oh, he's a normal guy. And then I would ask that question and oddly no one had an answer. And I was like weirded out. I was like, okay, so hey, you're going to remove that sink. You're going to remove the counters. You're going to put this new sink in. How do you prepare for that? How do you make sure that like everything's good? And they were and like literally they couldn't answer. And they're like, we'll have a plumber come. I said, no. This has nothing to do with the plumber. How will you cut this? And how will you cut the holes for the water to come out and for the soap thing and for the garbage disposal button? Like, how are we going to do that? And I don't know if it was the way I was asking it, but they wouldn't answer. So then I would leave and I'd look at my wife and I would say, 
am, I'm not crazy. I feel like this is a normal question. I'm concerned that they're going to cut it. So finally, like the fourth company that came out, he comes out and he says, we get precise measurements. We're fine. We will be ready for your sink. So I, I said, okay, so it cut, you're going to pre-cut it. He says, yeah, we pre-cut it. So we give him money. He leaves. We didn't hear from him for like three weeks. And then there was like a legal thing and we got our money back and it got weird. But finally, the company we hired, this was quite the journey. This is a quick preview into what it's like living every with me. Shout out to my wife, Liz. Thank you for dealing with me. But finally, the final company we hire, I asked this question. He laughs. He's like, oh, we cut it. We cut it here. So, you know, once we remove everything, we'll literally measure that day and cut the thing right then and there to make sure everything's perfect. And I was like, thank you. Eleven other people were unable to answer that question. And it really weirded me out. So I that was get me getting my sink in. I can't even imagine the conversations you must have with people about like, where to put any you're like talking about like having a bathroom like off of their office in a vet hospital i don't need I, I literally can't even imagine that conversation how would it go because if they're like me that would have been the worst day of your life no but sometimes that's why we're kind of the buffer between the client and the construction company so shout for me shout out to my lead tech Ambriana. she's overseeing all the work side because we you know my team have different roles so and what's the the biggest challenge with the vet industry is that one i would have said like if i were your project manager for your kitchen i would have said adam there's template that comes with the new sink they're going to use the template to cut the, the sinkhole <laughs> so that would be my easy answer like just don't chill chill they've they're used they have templates but yeah so most of the time it's it's kind of it's taking th that but our role with the construction part is that once we're shielding our vet for the like very mundane question, like, do you need the power like to be 240 or 120 or whatever power, like those questions, we know. But for the vet is always to explain, because yes, the language of construction is, you know, when we're talking shop drawings, we're talking about change order, like change order, you know, oh my God, there's a change order. It's going to cost more money. It's like the project is not, it's going like to be too much expensive and, and such, but it's not that like we need to kind of dumb down. I'm sorry to say, but it, for me, I've been in this for 10 years. So it's my day to day to answer construction company and I'm doing that all over North America. So I've, I've done, I've deal with very efficient <laughs> builders, some that are not that efficient. I'm always, we need to have, so once, like, for example, when we have a project and my client asks, like, who would we pick for builder? I'm always doing interviews with the few builders that we want to entertain for building the clinic. Because for me, it's really important. And it's a, it's a main difference. In the U.S., there's a lot of design and build firm. So you, you hire the builder and the architect team at the same time. So they're all from the same company. In Canada, it's not allowed. So it's it's you cannot have a building company and a in a the consultant within the same firm. So there's one simple reason for that. Weird. It's no, it's not weird. It's because we have to to review the work of the builder. So if I'm in the same company of the builder, do you really think I'm going to like if he makes a mistakes, do I'm going? Am I going to be made to have him accountable for that mistakes, 
or am I going to flag it to the client? No, because it, that's I a good think- point. I, yeah, I guess you would hope, but I mean, come on, look at, <laughs> look at the world we live in. Come on, I it's know. not you. No one's gonna. Yeah, I, I know, but like for for us, for me, I'm I'm doing, and I'm kind of in an independent counsel, so I'm I'm the neutral part. So I want what's best for the client, and I want what's best for the building. So like for right now, so you want to have real example. We had a meeting, a very tough meeting yesterday that. With COVID, there's a lot of shortage of material. So I have a clinic that is going to be kicked out of their existing space on July 31st. So the the, the general contractor comes back and they say, oh, I'm not going to be able to deliver the clinic before August the 15th when our set date for the move is June 25th. So it's two months delay he's he's just he's telling us yesterday and i i'm just saying no (laughs) this is not going to happen because my client is going to be kicked out of his existing space and there's no way we can we can have have an extended lease and something something so we had to sit down all the parties involved and find solutions so we did find a solution to be able to have a finish date uh mid-july which is going to be kind of an intermediate it's not the ideal ideal process but it's kind of a so i'm there to you know, take one part and take the client's part and say, okay, this is the best way to go. So I'm kind of driving the show in front, but it's for what's the best for the project, what's the best for the client. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's a tough job at some point. Sometimes it's really tough, but I really, I like to explain to the client what's, what's what. And I always saying to my client, there's no dumb question. If you have a question, it's because it's bugging you. So I rather you ask me then keep it for yourself. And it must be the same for you, Adam, with the website. You know, most, most of the client probably don't have an understanding of what's behind a web. You know, for them, they see a website. Oh, oh it's no, easy. No. You know, so <laughs> sometimes we need to 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 help them understand the the complexity of what's behind the, the finished product. Yeah, yeah. We actually, I was on a call recently where someone dropped a, this should be easy, right? It's just like... <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, I would just never go to. Oh, you're just gonna spay and neuter. Oh, you, this should be easy, right? I mean, no. There's there's work that goes into everything, and yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize, especially for us. You know, there's companies out there where you can get your easy template. I would love a template. Here, pick your blue, pick your green, type in your city name. Here's your website. Here's your picture of a supermodel, supermodel, twenty eight year old guy holding the perfectly groomed golden retriever. And, uh, you know, welcome to our hospital here in insert city name here. Um, we, we at insert company name here really love you. No, we don't get to do that. And we have to, you know, we create custom buttons on the mobile versions. We create custom tablet versions. So yeah, it's, it's a little details that, uh, that are tough. And I think even when they were doing uh, our kitchen, even so they just did our bathroom too. And it was funny because our house, our house is like five years old, but there was like a weird building defect where the, um, the one of the showers didn't slope right into the drain. So the, we were the second owners and the previous owners um, just left it. And there's like literally white tile on the bottom of this shower. And it was just like stained because like a pool of water would just sit there forever. And, and it was just gross. So, when they came out, I said to them, like, how do you, you know, can you walk me through this? And, you know, they removed everything. They like beat up the concrete below. They like re-poured concrete and they showed me the, they use like a, cur- almost a curved level sort of, I- I'm, you probably know better than me, but like to make sure that the water from any which way a drop of water could bounce off of a person or a dog or whatever will still find its way down into the drain. And, and you know, again, it, when my wife and I were doing that, you know, kind of getting quotes for that. I thought, 
this should be easy, but it's not easy. Nothing in life is easy. It's it's hard. If vets vets should know that better than anyone. You literally have patients that can't tell you what's wrong. I mean, nothing is e- easy. Even the easy things aren't easy. Exactly. And sometimes people are shocked that it takes so long. So for me, like doing a design of a clinic, like a new build, it takes like it takes time. Like I cannot. I had a client the other day, and I. I kind of laughed and she laughed with me, but she was saying like, can I have a hospital like in 16 weeks built like from design to finish some, maybe some of my competitor can do it. I, I, but for me, it's not a process that I want. I don't want to go too fast. And I, I'm working on project like for 2022 and 2023, because for me, taking time to reflect and understand the process is the same as your shower. Like he's going to take the time. Probably the, the problem with your shower is that when they build, they wanted to go too fast. So they, they didn't check the slope right. But when you're taking time to reflect on the drawings, so it's at least three months, like we are doing it. A, a, a clinic expansion for me it's like it's, we're going to be at least three months talking about design and drawing and talking about how we are going to to have this this um this thing working because it's it's not done overnight it's like 50 pages of drawing i need to to create and it's all custom like yes there's things that i know like i know how a lab is functioning and i know how a treatment area i can i can have like 100 example of different exam room set up but in the end, we need to find what's best for you. So that's, you know, this process with your shower is the same. Like, what's the best for me? He explained it and he took the time to explain to you exactly what's going on. I'm doing the same with every client. You must do the same with the website too. Like just explaining the part that once the client understand, it's the, when they understand the value of having that process really like, I don't know, not slow. It's not slow, but well taught. Then they are on board and they just... They just want to do what's best. Well, and I think we what we do a lot of the time, too, is I've told our designers, like, don't shy away from this. If they want something, we say, "Ah, it's not a great idea. And they say, no, I want it. I say, build it. Just show it to them. Show them why. You know, and for us, it's obviously different than you. Like, we're not going to do construction. It's not like the guy was like, here, I'm going to install your sink, moron. I'm going to show you why you should shut up about it. But, you know, it's like... I mean, even today, literally this morning, uh, we have like a, a custom banner on the top of a site that has text and it has three buttons and it was on a black background. It's only on the mobile version. And the customer said, I want a picture of a person holding a pet and like hugging them behind that. Well, OK, let's let's think through this. We have we have you know, think about anything like think about a painting, think about a piece of think about a flyer we want to have a blank canvas in. So if we have a black background and we have white text and white buttons, the buttons are going to be legible. The text is going to be legible. But if you have a picture that isn't sort of a flat picture that has things on it, now it's going to be hard to read the text and it's a big distraction from the buttons. Now it becomes a mess. So we tried to explain that they, they were adamant. So we built it. They wanted to keep it. So, you know, that's the situation we run into where we build it. We're like, Hey, look at this and they're like i love it and you're like shit okay (laughs) that's not what we wanted to hear because now i've told like a a condensed version of the story but years ago i was the head of marketing at a a human healthcare company and i had a, a, a a person who was retired for many years came back to work 
was in her late seventies and we re we were redoing our company website. Now I ran the marketing department and I was told like this goes through me and, and, and I did have a big rant that day. And I'm, I'm curious if you ever have rants, you don't seem like a rancy person like me, but you know, she said, no, the buttons aren't big enough. I said, the buttons are larger than we've ever done them. No, I want the button to take up quarter of the screen. And, you know, I wanted to, you know, I want to do that. And I did my best like Ari gold from entourage impression. I was like, listen, <laughs> I can't fight with you. We're trying to get 22, two to 24 year old nurses to sign up for this program, not 77 year olds who've been <laughs> retired for 20 years and came back to work. So I'm sorry to say that, but we don't need a button that is one fourth of the screen. And, you know, and she said, well, this is what I want. And I said, the, you know, I, and I've said this on this podcast many times, the CEO of McDonald's doesn't eat McDonald's every day. I'm sorry. This isn't built for you. This is built for your customers. So yeah, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot of education and, but you know, I that think was one thing that thing. is different is that the hospital that I'm building is for them. So your website are for the, their client, for my approach. And it's and it's one of the things that is different from my approach. So we've been designing vet hospital for the client, like the pet and the same that you're building a website for. So the client that comes in the neighborhood. But for me, building an hospital, yes, the client is always important. But what's, you know, we have so much trouble getting people hiring retaining our vet and tech and having people to work in those hospitals so for me when i that's kind of my motto since the last few years like i'm building this hospital for you and your team to be very efficient and to provide better care so that shift it's for them and one of the biggest qualities of all the vet that i've i've been very fortunate to to say that they are my client is that the vet industry is you know they're savvy to learn. They want to learn things. So when I'm, we're talking about the design, they're ready to try new thing. You know, they're ready to disrupt how they're working. If, if, if it's well, well explained, they will want to say, okay, I think it's going to work. And we're going to change as a team to support and to, because they want to grow within their, I'm not sure if I'm clear, but the technician too, we have, I, I've met amazing tech, um, that industry is eager to learn new things and do new things and do better things. So when I'm coming up with innovative design ideas, they're all for it. They're like, yes, this is what we want and we want this and that. So that's why I think that's the main difference between you because you're talking to their client, me, I'm talking to them. So here's my thought. Like I'm ready for the entire world to start getting ready for the future. In fact, this morning, I listened to a two-hour podcast while I was walking my dogs about how life isn't even real and we're just all in the simulation anyway. And you know what? <laughs> what? I kind of believe it. But anyway, it's a long story. We'll talk later. I'll call you. It's, we'll talk about yes, that. And we'll talk yes. about my sink. Yes. But um, <laughs> so, but I'm ready for... So I was just saying to my wife, we were at the grocery store two nights ago. I hate going to the grocery store. I think it's like the most monotonous thing. And and I've said like during COVID, we started doing more grocery deliveries than we've ever done. And I said, if I'm whole, now Whole Foods does, Whole Foods, like Whole Foods and it's Amazon, they do this like Amazon freshing where you can schedule deliveries and now there's Instacart and there's all these things. But I said, like, we could do that. But what if you could literally customize your whole order and like put it on file with them? Like every two weeks or every, you know, every two weeks, I want these things. And every week I want five red delicious apples. And, every, and, and, and you know, you could sort of do it where it's just like on auto ship. And we take away the aspect of like 
going to the grocery store, walking up and down every aisle like lemmings. It's crazy. You know, my wife will be like, well, we got to go down that aisle. I'm like, why? We've literally never bought anything down that aisle. It's literally like baby food, napkins and granola. But well, what if I want granola? I'm like, Dad, I don't want to go down that aisle. But um, can you all tell that living with me is really a pleasure? I just picture you, living Liz. like it's, I, I'm stuck with lemming. I, I, I've stayed well, there. It's like we're all just, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, it's a holiday weekend. Let's all go fight over hot dogs and hamburgers. It's just like, no, I want them to just show up at my house so I can order them two months ago and be like, hey, I want to steam some crab legs on Memorial Day weekend. So I'm going to order it and they just show up on this day and I get an email. So I'm ready for that. You know what? You go to the bank. You need to deposit stuff. It's like we stand in line here. Here's this piece of paper that someone mailed to me so I can have, you know, digital money. Can you, I'm going to, they literally ordered this piece of paper. I'm talking about checks. They wrote on pen, they emailed, they mailed it to me. I went and picked it up. I then signed it. I walked to you. I hand you this piece of paper and then you type in the computer. It's the most insane thing to me to think about all of that. It like, but I mean, it's really all aspects of life. So what is the future of veterinary clinics, you know, what are the two or three big features that clinics should start thinking about now if they have thought to themselves, this, you know, this isn't working for us, this sucks. Like what's coming next? What do you think is, you're the expert. I think one of the biggest, biggest is the role, like we're seeing, we're, we're starting to see a, a different approach in terms of how we, we handle the client in the reception area. Like reception is going to change for, yes, I do have some projects that have those big reception desks, but this reception desk is, I'm never creating a new clinic that has those, you know, ma- massive U-shaped with all archives at the back uh, reception desk. So the reception person role is is changing not just the reception desk but how we handle the client entering the clinic like self-checking um uh, things are, are are more and more appointment confirmation on your computer your phone uh, for example so that creates a, a lot of opportunity to how we are going to lay out laid out the space into the um, the clinic uh the second thing that i'm 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 seeing a lot more is to have more or a better nurturing environment like just to have a space that is you know a staff room that is appropriate for the staff and you can have a 15 minute break because some i see a lot of clinic that you know they don't have a staff room they don't have a corner to sit down and take uh, a coffee or even their lunch how many clinic i visited and i i see staff eating their lunch in the treatment area i'm like what you need to have you know a window and be able to regroup because it's it's good for your mental health so having better care of your staff because you want it's so hard to get staff so you want to keep them if they're working with you so those staff environment is something that we see changing um empowering your staff like with fenvet we have that big window in treatment area so the goal behind this was was truly to get people to understand what's going on behind the scene and what's you know when we're bringing a pet at the back so i think empowering your staff and having them seen it's um it's it's a way that is going to have people better understand the pricing behind the the appointment I would say that technology is going to change a lot. Like just for example, not having phone ringing at the front reception desk and like kind of pollute. We're, we're, it's something that we don't 
really think often about, but how much sound and, and, and kind of um, the pollution, noise pollution is really something. So when you're sitting in a clinic, you have a dog barking and you have a, someone speaking on the phone and you have, so just by trying to remove that a little bit is going to create better environment. Um, oh my God, I could go on and on and on. One door, one door exam room, because, you know, you would want to have your vet, coming and going from the same door so you know where it's going and maybe having informal exam room. We don't need to go into an exam room. Like that's something that was really like, I don't know, from from when I started designing vet clinic, like the confidentiality was like very, very, very important. Not being, but not being heard, not being seen. But the new generation, they share everything. Like my younger staff, they share everything, their salaries, their, their, you know, we don't have any secrets anymore. So having that confidentiality is not as important as it was before. So maybe we have a, a better informal setup or we leave the exam room open. So that is, it's not something that I've tried in a, in a project, but I see some trends going into having maybe an exam room that is all glass that you can see what's going on and you could you could understand what's so people that do have an anxiety of expectation toward what's going to happen when I enter that exam room so they see what's going on in the exam room below. So it's not for all clients, but a mix of environment in exam room, I think instead of having one size fit all, it's like one exam room is this setup and the other exam room is this setup and we have the cat room that is different. Um, there's probably more where do you stand on um, yellow light versus white light? I have very strong feelings. <laughs> very, very strong feelings. I Let's just say this. Of all of my neighbors, like down the street, I, we are the only one that have one of those two options. And I'll get your option before I tell you where I stand. I would depend on the color scheme. I'm not answering, <laughs> but yeah, but it depends on the project. So like for and so there's a, so one thing there's a color that is in between the two and that's always the one i pick so it's not too yellow and it's not too white when you go to the hardware store there's just white and yellow but there's a color it's a color temperature actually so there's a color temperature in between those two and that's always one the one i pick for the project because it's the most neutral so no <laughs> i right, well, i go <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> well we get at my house, it's it's cool white LED. I and it's it's crazy because when you walk down the street at night, when we're walking the dogs, it's like yellow, 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 white, yellow, yellow. And I'm like, man, our our house just looks cooler. And again, our walls are like a really, really light gray with like a drop of blue in it. Our you know we have like white tile and we've got like gray wood and we've got you know our our new kitchen. The kitchen used to be brown, so it was like brown countertops, brown glass backsplash. And, and it had, you know, like this yellow light. I mean, it was horrible. It looked like, it, you know, this house is five years old. It looked like it was from the the seventies and, but not you know, all you like the snap design, your fingers. Yeah. But not all the design that I do are like very bright and modern, just like at FenVet. It's like, it's biophilic architecture at its best. It's plaster. It's like there's doors, wood tone, light wood. I'm doing a clinic in Nova Scotia right now that has a maritime feeling. It's beautiful. It's like that light blue and it's kind of, brick that a beige brick and it's beautiful so every clinic i think every color scheme can do 
that can work great. We just need to have it well thought of. So it's not looking tacky. But I did new vintage clinic, like with pink walls, you know, pink walls, like, or just, oh, it. just look at Bonvet, those clinic with pink and blues. And you know, you could, you could look at that and say, Oh my God, what's that? But it's, it's beautiful. It's very well designed clinic. So I think it just needs to, you're a person that reacts well for those kind of cool and, and very modern environments. Some some of my clients, they are more traditional and we can do something beautiful, even if it's more traditional. If, if I walk into a room and I see like, or if you walk into like any, any healthcare, whether it's human or animal, and you see like the wall of folders, you're like, oh God, I got to get out of here. I yeah. can't, it, you know, it's like you can, sm- it smells like a library. You're like, there's one trend that I can't like, no, I won't do that is the, you know, the wall, the band of wallpaper at mid height on the wall that has dog oh, running. Yeah. So I'm sorry, this one, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of it. But again, I when I first started my career, I, I thought that I would never do a clinic with green, like dark green walls. Like I thought that the green, dark green was not a color that I would never use, ever, ever use. But then I just did that in Fenbet. We have about half of the scheme, color scheme is dark green. So never say never. I said one day that I never will do a project with curved wall, but there I am. I have like five of them with curved wall. So it's what's best for the clinic. So it's always evolving. So where can everyone find you online if they want to learn about you and the services you offer, follow you on social media? We have our Instagram that is Planimal Architect, underscore architects. We have our website, planimal.ca. They can write me an email, murray at planimal.ca, and I will be glad to answer. They can also send a request for information on our website. So yeah, I'm always there and I'm happy to chat about any question. So I'm really, I'm very generous of my time just answering, even if it's just for in two years, I, I would rather give them the best information for them to prepare than to have them rushing back and saying, oh my God, we need to fix this or that. So it's kind of weird, but I'm, I like to chat about project, like you probably like you do, like we chat about the project, even if not, if it's I just for it. helping, I, I think giving back to the community is what really drives me. And uh, even if I'm making a small difference in one vet uh, setup, then I'm going to have a very, I'm going to be very happy about it. Well, I can't thank you enough for being on today. This was, this was a lot of fun. Like I said, it was cool to have someone not from a vet background like me, where we can kind of have this outsider perspective. Like you said, vet med, you know, a lot of these hospitals haven't been updated in 25 years. And um, you know, I, you know, I was looking at your Instagram and I've seen FenVet and I know what you're doing for Dr. Lily Chen. And, and I mean, just what you're building, it's unbelievable. And I'm really looking forward to like, yeah, well, and you and Cody, next time you're down here, come over and uh, you can help us redesign our whole house. Yes. Cause no, don't, I, I, don't I sound like a lot of fun to work with? No, I'm not doing houses. <laughs> I'm doing only vet clinic. That's one, one thing that I want, budge. I'm doing vet clinic and I'm doing the best vet clinic ever. So, but there's few co- cool project I'm working right now in the US. So I can't wait. Right now they're still secret, but I know that my client is going to be listening and he's going to be very, very proud once we launch this design in a few short months. But it's going to yeah, FenVet is going to have some competition, I think. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for being on. Everyone out there, please share, subscribe, like Whisker Talks. We're on 
Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, everything. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Thanks again, Marie. Thanks, Adam.